0: And that means it's time for the first hour of the Dr. and Mrs. Future program.
1: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Ladies and gentlemen, KSEO presents the Dr. Future Show. If you would like to join in our show today, you can call us at 831. 831- That's 831-479-1080. And now, your host, Dr. Future. Folks,
2: happy Future Tuesday. We We got caught in that line going up, you know, for trying to get here from the Moss Landing fire that's going on right now. Very sad. It's a story we've often reported on in the past uh, about the giant battery. Once again, has caught fire, but... We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but first, welcome, Mrs. Future.
0: Why, thank you. Nice to be here with Isn't you. A beautiful day
2: today, otherwise.
0: Yeah, boy, I've been enjoying the blue sky, the clouds. It's my kind of day. Sure
2: beats that 111 temperature from the week before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ancient history. Long since forgotten. <laughs> and Bobby in cloudy San
3: Francisco, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. There's some sun breaking through. It's actually a great day. It's only like 73 degrees. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Hey, what's fall in San Fran? It's kind of nice, isn't it? It is. That's probably one of the better times of the year because, you know, you get, actually you get some sunshine, you know, <laughs> and it's after you get the Indian summer and the heat's gone, it's perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. great.
0: And of course, we had the rain making everything. Yeah, wonderful. we got the rain
3: here. That was nice. Yeah, that cooled everything down. That was great.
0: Yeah. yeah, our trees are so happy. Christopher Hill has always pointed out that trees you can they the redwoods show that they're happy because they lift their arms up higher. It's almost like they're raising their arms like Burning Man or something, you know, like thank you, we love the rain. <laughs> and you can really see it.
2: And the owls sounded like they were pretty happy last night. Oh, right?
0: boy, yeah. our owls were having a an owl, party. owl night out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the owl night out, really.
2: It's sort an of owl convention in our neighborhood. Yeah,
0: definitely. Oh, they yeah. were hoo-hoo-hooing to each other.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, let's get back to the, just the breaking news. Sadly, that giant experimental Tesla battery pack, uh, the Tesla-powered PG&E facility in Moss Landing, is burning again. But apparently it's only one power pack, one Megapack,
0: I guess. What's they call the history? It. You're saying burning
2: again? Has it... well, they've had a history of burns in the past. Yeah, I think it's like the third time. Uh-huh. They kind of, and that's hmm. you know, I think it's the nature of lithium-ion batteries. I'm surprised they didn't catch on fire. It was really hot two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
3: Yeah, we'll reason, have to
0: stay tuned when they figure uh-huh. out what the cause of all this is. Right. Yeah.
3: Hmm. I heard you know the last time it was the LG battery pack, which again was just lithium-ion batteries, regular batteries. And, and the, I don't know why they in the future they're planning to switch to lithium iron phosphate. Which, which are less does,
2: flammable, right?
3: Yeah. In fact, it's impossible to get it to burn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what we need. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll stay tuned. I remember last week we were talking about one of the big problems with lithium batteries is that they create these little metal fibers that grow over time that ultimately short out the battery because the nodes connect unintentionally
2: tesla stated that their mega packs were specifically designed for utility companies to replace the uh, peaker power plants that's when we're running short of power Mm -hmm. they usually fire up an extra plant Mm -hmm. in this case they would just fire up the battery which is a little less overhead
0: Mm-hmm. So what, they fired it up last week and now we have a fire?
2: <laughs> that's a good question. I, I bet you they did fire it up during the... Uh, I say it's not a fire. That's not be a good way to describe uh, activating a battery pack.
4: <laughs> fire up the battery fire pack. it up? No, <laughs> that's a rocket, so. I guess. Huh? <laughs> no.
0: Extra
2: energy during periods of peak demand.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be there for. Now that it's not being used, maybe it's complaining that it's not being used.
0: Right. Yeah. Is this another one of those areas where good old PG&E just can't stay on top of its maintenance schedule and so the material is under maintained? Well, we'll see. We'll see what the story
2: is. That's a possibility that maintenance is an issue. But the lithium ion batteries that they're using are uh, a little sensitive to fire.
0: Mm -hmm. Those materials can burn when they get too hot. Right.
2: (laughs) Right. Right.
0: Gotta watch that.
2: We'll keep an eye on that. Meanwhile, did you see the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II? Did you watch that?
0: You're talking to Bobby right Bobby, yeah, because you, know, you I know I, I you <laughs> we watched it, watched <laughs> it <Yeah>. together. we
5: <laughs>
2: was so busy. Yeah,
3: You're just busy. a little yeah. bit. Yes. I hear, you know, this is the largest scene event on the planet so far.
2: It was amazing to watch. I guess maybe it's because I'm half Canadian.
0: <laughs> oh, did yeah. you feel sentimental oh, about the passing yeah, of the queen? Yeah, so
2: ever since I was a kid, before I was
0: born, she the was The peacetime proud. monarch. She's yeah. She's been pretty peaceful, relatively, I guess.
2: Yeah. It was really interesting to watch the whole ritual. You can see that the Brits really invented protocols and rituals. For, yeah,
0: this really seemed uh, medieval. A lot of the <laughs> title exchange and... Flaunting the scepter and the yeah. orb and the crown and. <laughs>
2: it was touching to see the eight grandkids surrounding the coffin. Yeah. As the public filed past. And over there for not like
0: just touching; it was minutes. also a little spooky the way they all marched in in military lockstep. Like yeah, reversed. lockstep
2: was part of the protocol.
0: Yeah. Well, everyone. that makes yeah. these yeah. rituals seem so like they're magical rituals. You know, they're so,
2: centuries old, uh, yeah. and the Brits sort of set... A standard for ritual for many yeah
0: and it seemed very military all of the hierarchy seemed very feudal.
2: apparently the queen had decided on a lot of the details of her own funeral mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have a link to an interesting point of view on it
0: mm-hmm. of
2: earth imaging satellites looking down on the massive crowds that gathered in london
0: Ooh, that's funeral. interesting yeah, yeah. Have to yeah check that out
2: you, you
3: can see it from space
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes Yes, I mean, from, from the Worldview uh, 3 satellite offered by Maxar Technologies, it shows hundreds of people queuing up to pay their respects to the Queen. It's very interesting to see it from space. I wonder what the aliens think. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, we got to go to a break. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the show. My battery is running low. I better plug it in here.
0: Oh, all right. Okay. Your there you battery. Go. What is that <laughs> for? About, your,
2: well, it's a yeah. battery day. Well, I tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> is that your, your laptop?
2: My laptop, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, okay, you I'm need back. a plug. I'm back. That's juice.
2: <sighs> now I have my notes.
0: Okay. Oh,
2: the James Webb telescope has decided to look close to home this week. It took a close look at Mars. Interestingly Ooh. enough, yeah,
4: wow,
2: wow. Uh, using uh, its nice. infrared light cameras to look at the red planet with super high sensitivity, mm-hmm. and they released those yesterday at the uh, Europlanet Science Congress that was going on.
0: All right, so uh-huh. until now, I've only seen Jupiter from the James Webb.
2: Yes, Mars's disk, the side of the planet was lit by the sun and facing the telescope, captured by the Webb's near infrared like it's set, hot.
4: Uh, camera. Looks
0: pretty hot.
2: Yeah, it's really hot. It's so bright that the only way that they're able to do it is to just really have a very, very, very fast shutter speed.
0: Wow. Interesting. Because
2: the the Webb Telescope is designed to look at very, very faint things.
0: Well, that's very interesting because I wondered, since the sun looks like a little star, it looks kind of like Venus from Mars and i wondered how much heat was actually getting out there and it sure looks like it's enough to saturate the planet oh yeah looks nice and warm nice well, and cozy well remember
2: the telescopes designed to look at you at know, the it's I know. And other, it's other galaxies signature. you know it's yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but still you can yeah. see quite the variation of temperature on mars the part that's not facing the sun until the that, part that's facing the sun that's
2: what's fascinating about it
0: yeah definitely
2: yes. Yes, That's, uh, that's a lot
0: a, more of the planet being warm than I would have guessed.
2: Mars scientists are all excited about this. Uh, yeah. It's delivering data that can be used with the observations from the rovers on Mars, you know, the Perseverance, mm-hmm. for example.
0: Mm-hmm. And it looks, that's very interesting. Like there's a cool spot in the middle of the hot spot of the infrared picture. I wonder what, what that, that is. See that orange, that little orange circle? Yeah, I wonder mm, what that so, is. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the, uh, the secret space colony.
2: <laughs> probably a deep canyon.
0: Yeah, it's pretty round. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely looks cooler. Yeah, Mysteries to be uncovered.
2: Yes, was able to capture the images and it also did a spectrographic analysis. They use a spectra analysis to study the weather patterns, the dust storms, and even the changes in the planet's seasons. They can look mm-hmm. across the whole planet in one snapshot. Mm. They also were looking at events at different times of the day because they could see a whole half of the planet and multiple time zones, daytime, sunset, during the night, all in a single observation. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. The area that they show is in the eastern hemisphere of the planet, Hmm. and they looked at it from two different wavelengths of light. Wow. So the short wavelength was dominated by reflected sunlight, and you can see the details of the surface with it that looks similar to what you've seen with normal visible light cameras. The Higgins crater, for example, mm-hmm. is well seen It's a two hundred and eighty mile wide impact crater, and there's also a dark volcanic rock. maybe that's what you're keying off of
0: yeah maybe this, the, I mean I'm looking at the yeah. infrared picture let me see yeah. what does it say yeah I'm looking at the Hellas basin that's the Hellas basin that's the the orange dot in the middle of the subsolar point, yeah. so we're looking at the uh near infrared camera
2: yeah. Mm. Fascinating. Take a look at it if you get a chance. It's uh, drfutureshow.com slash links. The brightness diminishes towards the polar regions uh, th- that are exposed to less sunlight. And, and in the northern hemisphere, uh, which is less bright as well, it's, it's currently in the middle of the Martian winter. The images also give hints of the chemical composition of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So you can see the atmosphere and, and the surface temperatures mm-hmm. by looking at that spectrum of light from the data. It helps our scientists determine the composition of the atmosphere and the variations of it through, uh, across the planet. And they found the Hellas Basin, uh, it was darker. That's what you were looking at, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's darker even at the hottest times of the day. Right. It's it's darker because it's a big basin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Right,
4: yeah.
2: So they have a nice little map of the atmosphere composition. You can see it's mostly carbon dioxide. We talked about that last week, how the, the CO2 in the atmosphere could be separated into carbon and oxygen and carbon monoxide mm-hmm. to start creating an atmosphere for Mars, given that how thin it is is like 1% of our atmosphere. If we're ever going to live there, we need a better atmosphere than that mm-hmm. to survive. So, yes, yeah, so I think one of the interesting things that they're studying... Is if they can detect not just the carbon dioxide and the carbon monoxide, but to see if there's the presence of any methane on Mars. Methane is key because one of the generators of methane are living biological organisms, and if we can find methane there, we can investigate how it's being created. Hmm. It may or may not be created by organic form, but the, the methane itself is a clue. We'll just follow the methane trail, uh, trail, you know, Bread the breadcrumb trail. trail. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or the <laughs> methane rabbit hole is more likely <laughs> that's going to be. They? Well, maybe there's a new way of making methane besides biology and right. volcanism. Maybe there's something else. <laughs> oh, it's something else that only exists on Mars. Yeah, you never know. But anyway, methane is an interesting rabbit hole to go down, and they're kind of looking for that as well by aiming the Webb telescope there.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, it seems like the Webb Telescope is really good for looking at Mars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it wasn't designed for that, you know. Right. <laughs> What's next? The Earth? <laughs> oh, I don't know if well, they're going to look at Earth. No,
0: I don't think it's going to look no. at the Earth because the Moon's always between us and the Webb Telescope. The moon, so it then. can only look out yeah. from the dark side of the Moon.
2: Look at the dark side of the Moon.
0: Right. Yeah. We're never going to, well, do we get onto the dark side of the Moon sometimes? I guess we do, huh, during well, new moons. Well, it does probably. James Webb
2: probably could see that,
0: right.
2: Uh, Also, um, the other outer planets could be looked at more closely, right. Mm. Maybe Venus. You know, because of the infrared, maybe you can see through some of the uh, cloud layers on Venus. Mm. Mm. Get a closer look at the rocky terrain uh, beneath the uh, the thick, foggy atmosphere.
0: Mm. All those wavelengths to choose from. (laughs) So much data, so little time. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Mm. The Webb telescope is also in the news this week because there's some concern about its use in investigating the atmosphere of exoplanets.
0: Oh, this is what we call a first-class problem. Like, the Webb telescope is so precise and the data is such a much higher resolution that all of the models that the astronomical community has been using for figuring out the gas composition of the exoplanets are off. Because it is doing bad predictions. Its old predictions were based on data that was like an order of magnitude less precise. And so...
2: Yes. From my understanding, they have an opacity model, which they use to look at how photons pass through different types of materials. And that's used to analyze what materials we're looking at.
4: Yeah, so if we think light, that
0: the light is passing through hydrogen, yeah. then it's a different model than if we think it's passing through some other gas, carbon or something. Yeah.
2: You know. But if it's not as accurate as the data we're getting from the James Webb Telescope, then we need to improve the model for analyzing right. what we're getting because it's yeah. too coarse a model for sure. the data we're getting
0: now. And yeah. And this is always happening in astronomy is that... You're looking at very tiny, tiny bits of information from very, very far away, so the model is everything.
2: It could be very important because it could make the mistake that might say that water on this exoplanet is only 5% in the atmosphere when it's actually 25%.
0: Right. Yeah, because the data, the old data, the pre-James Webb data, is being compared to the new James Webb data. And the discrepancy is between 5% to 25%, and the model can't tell the difference. <laughs> right, they
2: need a better model. It's a kind of think, of, think of Rosetta Stone.
0: I was just looking up star maps and star charts the other yeah. day, and Rosetta Stone is, I believe, the name of the current guidebook to all the names of stars that astronomical community is it's using. It's a
2: popular term, Rosetta Stone. I think there's a number of products called Rosetta Stone as well. And there's the original Rosetta Stone.
0: Yeah, but when you're talking about a telescope, that is the source book of, like, which star are you looking at and Uh what are you comparing it to, what date in the astronomical record are you looking at. Those things are all coming from the naming book that the current edition is called the Rosetta Stone Mm -hmm. data. I forget, galactic star data, something like that.
2: Scientists are currently using web data, which... Described as Rosetta Stone language translation in which is also used on data from the Hubble Space Telescope Mm -hmm. and that it's doing okay. Mm -hmm. And to more accurately decrypt important data like the makeup of planets' atmospheres, there needs to be some serious updates.
0: Yeah, to it. Yeah, we need to go over our astronomical maps and Precision. make sure that we still agree that that particular dust zone is all made of hydrogen, and that other particular dust zone is made of some other chemistry. <laughs> right,
2: right. Improve the accuracy.
0: Right. And what does the astronomer at the end say? If we knew exactly how light and matter interacted, we'd have better data. <laughs> They're admitting that there's a certain amount of guesswork. There is
2: so much that could be done if we knew perfectly how light and matter interact, (laughs) says Dr. Narula, soon-to-be Dr. Narula, graduate student who worked on the study.
0: Right. Yeah, Hmm. very interesting. Well, we're going to watch all of our data continuing to get more precise because our tools just keep getting better.
2: We know enough about Earth's atmosphere, but there's other atmospheres that are so weird and different and so much data coming in about it that... We can't really apply the what we don't understand about Earth and understanding these combinations of different gases and stuff in other atmospheres <laughs>
0: and different
2: gravities and,
0: That's and right. different
2: solar interfacts and different types of suns. That's and,
0: right, because if one graduate student scientist guessed wrong about some tiny astronomical map, then all of the assumptions based on that are out of date.
2: Yeah. So. Didn't really make the mainstream news, but it's an important thing because it can make a huge <laughs> difference in whether or not a planet Which is, is so uh, potentially so habitable. It just shows how important the group mind
0: is. You know, we're all building on each other's unique, detailed work.
2: Yes. we have to make sure we give each other good data.
0: Good data, good credit, appreciation. That's the group mind. You
2: politics worked that way, huh? it
0: be nice if it did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, time for another break. Um, We'll be right back. The Dr. Mesapeake Show. Okay, welcome back to the show. Yes, I got a real treat for you here. We have a lander on Mars that picked up a meteorite striking the surface of the planet, and it was captured in audio by the InSight lander. NASA's InSight lander detected seismic waves from a meteoroid and it was able to capture the sound of the space rock as it struck the surface of Mars for the first time and it sounds kind of weird compared to what you might hear on so earth so this is
0: the first martian recording of a meteoroid coming exploded. into the atmosphere
2: it exploded in at least 3 pieces each left craters behind and remember the mars atmosphere is just 1% as dense as our planet's And so it allows far more meteorites to pass through and impact the surface. And this is the first time seismic and acoustic waves from an impact were detected. And it sounds a little weird.
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's
4: a
0: pretty wet meteorite.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. That's that's the
0: <laughs> Now you might Drum wonder. Roll was added. <laughs> yeah. The Outer Space wonder... Band.
2: <laughs> You're right, the Outer Space Band, yeah. You might wonder why it sound like a bloop.
0: Yeah, bloop. I do. Yeah. Why? What's that? Yeah.
2: Well, that's the peculiar atmospheric effect that happens on Mars. You know, when you hear that, it's probably Mars meteor. I
0: see. So, it's because the meteor It's not catching fire because it's more of a carbon dioxide atmosphere?
2: Apparently it happens sometimes on Earth over deserts. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bloop. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What we know is that after sunset, the atmosphere keeps some of the heat accumulated from the day and the sound waves travel through this heated atmosphere at a different speed. And depending on their frequency, as a result, the lower-pitched sounds arrive before the high-pitched sounds. And so if you're close to the impact, you'd hear a, a bang, while someone miles away would hear the bass sounds first, which creates the <laughs> bloop.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, it, it's like lightning and thunder, you know? You,
3: uh,
0: yeah, right. Saying, oh, yeah. I see. It's kind yeah. of a, a Doppler effect, that huh? That thing, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. cool.
2: Now, we had the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter that flew over the impact site and it used its black-and-white context camera to show some new darkened spots on the surface that, you know... Oh, from the, the where impact.
0: the meteoroid hit? Right, right. Uh-huh.
2: And then after they saw those spots, the orbiter's team used the high-resolution imaging science camera called HiRISE to get a color close-up of those. The HiRISE sees uh, wavelengths the human eye can't detect, so they changed the camera's filters to enhance the color... And if you look, take a look at it, the areas that appear blue around the craters are where the dust has been removed or disturbed by the
0: impact. Hmm.
2: you can see that pretty clearly.
0: I see. So this is mostly from the Martian yeah, after Reconnaissance the Orbiter. Did Perseverance record the sound? I think so. They've No, got no. The this, this was the InSight right? Lander,
2: the InSight Lander, which is specifically mm. designed for this sort of thing. It listens for seismic activity.
4: Oh, okay.
2: On, it, it doesn't move. It's like a seismometer.
3: Got it. And it, it, it looks like
2: a yurt dome or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like a cute. little pod on, on the That's surface. The pod stays there and it's like a little it, eco station for Mars. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Martian dust is usually bright and red. So when you move it because of when, when a blows meteor hits it, it,
0: out of the way. Uh, yeah.
2: It, it moves the surface layer and it makes it look dark and
0: blue. Oh, so you dust off Mars and you get a blue planet, huh? Yeah, amazing, huh? Very interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah, Mm. move the dust.
0: (laughs) There's going to be a lot of desire to remove Martian dust once more people are there. (laughs) Mm. I mean, can you imagine having blue ground? Is it really blue or is it just the way our cameras are seeing it?
3: it, it, It's kind of like those pictures of the moon where in the crater part, I guess when it's just a shadow. It's not just the shadow, it's like the ground underneath the dust. Underneath the dust, it's kind of bluish.
0: Yeah. So maybe the dust on top is all rusted.
2: (laughs) Can you imagine (laughs) what it looks like if you're red, blue, colorblind?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gray? Maybe it's reverse. No difference. You,
2: know, you see it blue. <laughs> right. Mars is blue, and then a meteor hits it and it's red. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> anyway, some more news on Mars. Perseverance has you know, some intriguing discoveries. That's our latest rover going around there.
0: Mm-hmm, the and, one that has the helicopter with yeah,
2: it. Yeah, the little chopper mm-hmm. on board.
0: Right.
2: Well, scientists working with Perseverance have identified mysterious diamonds. On, uh, yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm confusing this with another story here.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> the diamonds. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's another story. They yeah. came
0: from outer <laughs> space.
2: light story, the they diamonds from outer space, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Perseverance has been collecting samples yeah. from an ancient river delta bed.
0: Oh, that's right. Perseverance it, is finding signs of life. Yeah,
2: they're trying to look for life. They're full of rock layers that are like a geological record of the Martian past. And, and some of the rocks that they've been collecting have the highest concentration of what appears
0: to be organic matter. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Organic matter. Sounds like we're going to mm. harvest some spirulina when we get there. Uh, well, these
2: are, <laughs> these are minerals, Oh. These are minerals uh, that <laughs> correlate with sulfates.
0: I see. They're organic, yeah, but which, they're still minerals.
2: <laughs> well, they would preserve. They would preserve evidence. Organic
0: means that they're made of carbon. Well, right. they it's...
2: might have been at one time. Think fossils. Mm-hmm. Think that the sulfate minerals created fossils of, potentially fossils of Martian organic matter.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They would preserve the evidence of, of life forms that might have existed on Mars. And they're thinking microbial life, nothing right. too advanced.
0: I see. Mm-hmm. Microbes. Right. Just uh, like the kind that travel from star to star, um, like tardigrades.
2: Kind of like <laughs> um, the gut biome. <laughs> you know, there really small stuff.
0: Microbes. Yeah. So, so small, we don't even count our own as part of our body.
2: The only problem is that they're on Mars and they need to be collect. Now that the Perseverance has put them in a little collection tube, mm-hmm. they need to be sent back to Earth for study.
0: Right. Into that triple containment lab that they're building in Utah. That's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> to look at it. And it's going to take about 10 years for us to get them back because we don't even have a spacecraft that can go to Mars, pick them up, and take them back Well, it's
0: a big deal to send stuff even off of this planet. And then, you know, we're barely on Mars and we're worried about getting samples back by blasting them from the surface. I mean, come on. It's a big deal.
2: They're talking about like 2033. But I'm thinking Elon Musk's planning to have his rockets up there by then.
0: Yeah. Even before. I think 2026
2: is when there's a window Uh when we can go to Mars. Okay. Perfectly. And they go there, then they can send out a little craft and pick them up and analyze them in the labs that no doubt the giant spaceships of Elon Musk will have on board, and they'll save the trip back, and they NASA can pay them a lot of money to do that. There instead you of go. spending $5 billion to create a well, Return I'll tell flight. you,
0: I'm sure Elon yeah. can turn that into a special reason to get your tickets for his trip to Mars. You can go to the, you, you can be, go see the first exhibit of potential life on Mars.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. the old
0: stuff, well, not could, not us arriving.
2: You could be a NASA specialist team that analyzes uh, organic matter or mm-hmm. fossilized organic matter in this case, <laughs> <laughs> and get a free ride on one of uh, Elon's ships All to right. go there, and well, actually, not free. NASA would pay for you.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, free for you. Right. Free for the researcher, not for the government uh, uh, buying the ticket.
2: You'd be a part-time
3: courier, I guess. So, Well,
0: you you know, that's what space travel is all about, is moving stuff from here to there. (laughs) A courier,
2: right, courier.
3: Otherwise,
0: you're an astronomer. (laughs) You're looking.
2: People pay for couriers. (laughs) Yeah. Could be a good job.
0: For a robot.
2: Well... That's what they're planning now, robots. But (laughs) That's safer for
0: robots.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's safer for robots. Well, I think even if you're there, you'd use robots.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we could do much without the help of robots.
2: Send out the craft, pick them up, bring them back. Then I'll look at them. Then I'll put them in my automatic analyzer.
0: That's right. That's right.
2: Get the results and think about it with a little help from the AI analyzing the data with me. That's right. It's a collaborative thing between human intelligence and robotics and AI. Think yeah. Collaborative. Think collaborative. Otherwise, we're in trouble. Got to include talk, ourselves. you preaching
0: to yeah. the choir. I'm a natural collaborator.
2: If you don't include yourself, you'll end up on the dustbin of history.
0: <laughs> I think even Mark if you my you do, words. Dust to dust, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you do, you'll end up there. But you might do some good before you get there if you collaborate.
2: <laughs> good is good. Good is good. <laughs> now let's get back to the uh, rare mystery diamonds I almost
0: All right. mentioned
2: that perseverance had nothing to do with.
0: Okay, you sure okay. you want You don't want to wait until after move? the oh, break. The
2: mystery diamonds?
0: Yeah, cuz mm-hmm. 30 seconds is barely enough for mystery diamonds. Well,
2: I'll just give you the name. Long's Delight,
0: which Monsdelite. I heard first
2: heard from Master John Graham.
0: Oh. Lonsdolite. Hmm. Really? Yes. He had some Lonsdolite diamonds? we had created
2: diamonds? some Lonsdolite diamonds on Earth. They're hexagonal diamonds.
0: Hexagonal?
2: Yes. And they have incredible properties. Some magical hmm. properties that are amazing.
0: Oh, well, uh, do tell me more, but in a few right, minutes. after the break. Hey, no music, but we're back.
2: No music? Yeah, oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah,
0: well, you know, sometimes I I didn't, I just forgot to notice. I would have added some, but
2: here yeah, we are. I, yeah, I forgot. that. Remember, that was the famous line that a famous comedian said to the IRS. He said, you didn't pay your IRS, sir. He said, I'm sorry, I oh, forgot. I
0: forgot.
6: I forgot.
0: Steve Martin That's right One ding, of his ding, ding. claims <laughs> really to nice. fame
6: I forgot
2: Well, I was mentioning these mystery diamonds just before the break Rare mystery diamonds that came from outer space
0: Lawn's delight
2: Yes The story goes that about four and a half billion years ago That's the early days of Earth but it was kind of a Hadean age on Earth. Volcanoes Hadean? everywhere.
0: Ooh, like hellish. Huh?
2: Very much so. Lots mm-hmm. of volcanic activities. An asteroid collided with a dwarf planet. Us? <laughs> no, a dwarf planet that oh, was another one. nearby.
0: We're not a dwarf. No. And we weren't four million years ago either.
2: No, the solar system was forming and there were a lot of weird collisions and things Right. Consolidating and hitting each other and uh-huh. all kinds of weird stuff. It
0: was a real maelstrom. Stuff.
2: Yeah, it was forming. The, the solar system was in formation, as was the planet. And a um, asteroid collided, from what we can figure, a uh, collided with a small planet, and it spewed meteorites out into space. And some of them contained a strange kind of diamond. We call it lonsdaleite. L-O-N-S-D-A-L-E-I-T-E, space diamonds. They have a hexagonal structure, or hexagonal as you say, Mm, rather than a cubic structure of a typical diamond. And some researchers from Australia's Monash University, also from RMIT University, just confirmed the existence of these space diamonds in a meteorite and determined that it was formed by natural processes. Now, we were able to create this in the lab through vapor deposition technologies, but to see that it actually occurred naturally is quite interesting, Mm. that it actually exists Mm. in nature, and that the largest ones, though, in nature were very small. I mean, these are tiny diamonds. These are like microns in size, much thinner than a human hair. Oh. (laughs) my diamonds really small.
0: Well, I guess we're lucky we even found them.
2: Yeah. But the fact that we found them is useful because we can then try to figure out how nature created them, how that this impact created these diamonds. Was it the heat, was it the atmosphere that came as these pieces came into the earth? What exactly created what's Mother Nature's um, secret recipe? Her secret for recipe. Lanzolite. Last Lanz- recipe mm-hmm. for Lanzolite, shall we uh-huh. say? Uh
0: and so uh... And this
2: will help us maybe create some new manufacturing techniques for creating them. And why are they important? Because they're super hard and they're black. They don't say it in this article, but but John was telling me they're black. And they would create excellent computer chips that could operate at much higher temperatures than our current chips. Wow. And last for much longer. I see. They also can be used for creating ultra-hard materials for mining operations. Mm -hmm. Probably better needles for record players if we still used record players. (laughs) <laughs> which we don't. For some people
0: oh, do. Better diamond saws.
2: Charlie does. <laughs> yeah. Advanced lawns to light and record needles. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they were able to discover these using electron microscopes, creating snapshots of them. Using these super powerful microscopes, they're, they will be able to hopefully reverse engineer the process by which nature used for making them.
0: So it sounds like right now they're just tinier than sand. They're very small. It's very small. Mm-hmm. And if they're made of carbon, then they're probably lighter than air. I wouldn't want to be in the room when they're like sandblasting You don't want to sneeze.
2: Them. You don't yeah. want to sneeze. Either. No, it
0: could be really bad for your lungs.
2: We had used what they call supercritical chemical vapor deposition processes for making, making them. Mm-hmm. Something like that happened naturally, probably in the dwarf planet shortly after the collision. That's fascinating. So that's um, another Finding diamonds in a
0: microscope.
2: Space diamonds.
0: Frontiers of human knowledge.
2: Yeah. And studying (laughs) them and see how they're made and how maybe we can make
0: them. Black diamonds. Smaller than we ever knew existed. We
2: see them and we say to nature, I want one. (laughs)
0: I want lots of them I can do lots of things with those black diamonds Yeah, make them bigger I want better computers (laughs) And better vapor deposition processes
2: Yeah (laughs) That's kind of fun Also, story Voyager 1 has now been out there Voyager 1 and 2, our our oldest spacecraft Have been way out there past our solar system now
0: That's right The grand old uh, men of our early space program Still talking 14.6 14.6
2: billion miles from Earth, Voyager 1 and 2, and they're still going out there. They're at such distances that it's amazing that we still hear from them. their That yeah. our communication systems from the 70s they is still They left working.
0: the heliosphere, right? They're in uncharted space.
2: But then last May, Voyager 1 started to send this weird garbled nonsense instead of the normal telemetry data. And uh, NASA engineers could have done nothing because, you know, they've outlived their life and said, hey, that's the end. end Well, and
0: how long does it take to even send a message, right? If you're getting garbage, how long does it take for you to send garbage back? that
2: distance, I think it's uh, it's It's 22 22 hours. 22
0: 22 Uh, hours. 22-hour garbled voicemail from Voyager. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: 22 hours. Millions of miles, of right? Sagan used to say. Hey, Beecher,
0: I millions. got your message. Can't yeah. understand it. Yeah. Could you repeat?
2: <laughs> so, you know what they
0: did? Do tell. They,
2: they hit the reset button.
0: That's right, Bobby. That's right. They when in the, doubt, reboot. Yeah, yeah. Every tech guru knows.
2: Yeah, reboot. When in doubt, reboot. I think
0: that. <laughs> Start <laughs> that's over. That's the thing. <laughs>
2: reboot, and then mysteriously. It works again. And also have a backup computer.
0: Uh Uh Uh-huh. Right. Oh, that's right. There are two computers, and one of them has been corrupted for a while. Yeah. And so I guess the message was coming from the corrupted one, and they figured it out and got it to reroute to the uncorrupted one.
2: Well, it turns out that it had started sending its telemetry data via the onboard computer that had stopped working years ago. The dead computer corrupted all the outgoing data, so all the engineers had to do was to send the command... To use the other computer to send right. the data home,
0: <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, Say again.
2: And then the next challenge was to figure out exactly what caused the system to switch computers in the first place.
0: Sure. Yeah, you know, there's some, why some go little base code yeah. that it passed through a zone where suddenly it heard this, ee- and that was the exact tone that like said, use the other computer.
2: Yeah, the other <laughs> computer woke up and said, hey, I'm supposed to do this. You're the backup. <laughs> 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 but little did it know, it was putting out garbage to little us. Little
0: did it know.
2: Little did it know.
0: It's like, I'm doing the talking now. You let me have the mic.
2: So the NASA geeks think the system probably received a faulty command from another onboard computer.
0: Oh, there's a third onboard computer? Wow, this sounds like a serious arm uh, wrestle.
2: Yeah, the true culprit will need to be found and fixed for future weirdness to be handled.
0: Wow, they can still fix a computer that was sent out in, what, the 70s?
2: 70s, yeah, 76, I think it was.
0: That is amazing. 14.6
2: 14.6 billion miles. You know, it's interesting. 14.6. I think that's how old the universe is. 14.6 billion yeah, years.
0: Pretty so close. Kind of interesting. Six or seven,
2: yeah. 14.7. Yeah, I guess when it hits 14.7. Then
0: <laughs> hey. we'll have to have a big birthday celebration, V'ger and the universe. Together.
2: (laughs) So NASA's website, they have um, animated images of these spacecraft in our solar system, and you can see where they are in relation to the other planets and stuff. It's kind of fun. Cool. We have a link to that. It's been cruising interstellar space for about a decade now, Uh which is way beyond the reach of our sun's magnetic field. So it's good and bad in the sense that that magnetic field isn't affecting the signal, but at the same time, the sun's magnetic field protected our machines from interstellar radiation, and apparently there is such a thing as interstellar radiation hmm. that is out there.
0: Well, I guess that would be the hydrogen in the universe, right? The most common element is this little tiny hydrogen gas that's everywhere.
2: Well, they call it cosmic rays. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, cosmic rays. So that's waves,
2: rays, electrical, you know, high-speed, energetic particles, mm-hmm. and they can strike your computer chip and make it talk garbage.
0: Mm-hmm. I see, yeah. right. Yeah, because they're smaller me- than errors. any of our other chemicals.
2: Little memory errors that add up over time huh. kind of gives it a memory problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah.
2: It's kind of a mystery. So anyway, it's interesting. So that we've got it working again, 45 years old far beyond what the mission planners anticipate, And we're learning about interstellar space now, which is a high-radiation environment that no one has ever gotten data on before.
0: But it's not empty.
2: So what's next? New discoveries await.
0: Yeah. Mm. Fascinating. Well, we'll just have to find out in the next hour because you know what time it is? Oh, Time, it huh? is time over. to say...
2: Goodbye
0: for the hour. This is KSEO Santa Cruz, Dr. and Mrs. Future, and Bobby Wilder. It's time for the second hour of the Dr. and Mrs. Future program.
1: And now, your host, Dr. Future.
2: Hey, folks, welcome back to the show. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby... I've got a couple of COVID stories for this week, one of which you just sent me from um, Russell Brand. Uh, I think he's kind of looking at how the obfuscation going around uh, the origin stories of where this virus came from.
0: A new report suggests that not only could COVID have come out of a lab, it might not have even come out of a lab in Wuhan, but one in America. So what was all that certainty and censorship about three years ago? The story is changing.
3: Uh,
2: what did you get out of that
3: piece? Well, he takes some pieces of this speech that Professor Jeffrey Sachs. Uh-huh. He did a lot of research on the origins of COVID, and he did a report for the Lancet.
2: Was he's he the guy saying, that thought that believed in the, that they came from a lab? Yeah, he definitely
3: believes that this zoonotic origin is not really that possible. He firmly believes that it came out of. a probably a u.s lab that Good. later was enhanced uh, did you spell fort dietrich yeah probably part of its fort dietrich and then there's also north carolina university of north carolina there was some research and there's peter Daszak and the eco health alliance group and mm. they're funneling money to wuhan and uh, later wuhan take Uh, And
2: potential collaboration with the Chinese in creating the research. uh, uh, Yeah, creating a bioweapon there. Yeah. Would we actually create a bioweapon with the Chinese?
3: Well, legally, since 1991, we have a bioweapons treaty with the USSR after it collapsed, right? Uh So we're not allowed to do that kind of research in the United States. But we can pay other countries to do it.
2: And China is willing to pick up the slack there, huh?
3: Yeah, they have a level four biolab. The one (laughs) in Wuhan. Yeah, it's. It was built by the Western powers, though, right? It was built by the French, yeah. Yeah. The French uh, laboratories built it, and then they threw out the French in 2017 or 18 and took it over themselves. Hmm.
2: Then the leak happened in 2019. Yeah, it's probably an Accidentally, accidentally you know, is Accidentally, right. Yeah, I don't think it
3: was intentional. Or, or there are other people that believe uh, it was time dried and it was intentional. So, you know, who knows? Yeah.
2: I guess one of the things that concerns me is that it seems like the Chinese are much more militant about shutdowns than we are. And still are to this day. And I wonder if that's really a cause. Uh, they re- are really... Is there an issue, or are they just using the virus as an excuse for controlling the Uyghurs and such?
3: I think it's some of both. But yeah. I think they know how deadly originally it was and what it could do. So they, maybe they didn't really more, know
2: how bad how deadly it was until it was out in the world. I guess there's that, too, eh? Yeah, maybe that's that, too. So,
3: so Maybe it, it's a I
0: combination if, of a big mistake followed by the politician saying never waste a crisis. Mm. That's right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Never waste a crisis. Opportunistic so monkeys, I tell you. Yeah. On every step of the way. Anyway, we have a caller. Um, let's, we do. Uh, we
0: got Billy Sunshine calling in Billy. to say, hi. Hey, yeah. Billy. Billy. Billy.
2: Good to hear you. How's, how are you? How's the dog? Hey, Billy. Hello, psycho nuts.
6: Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I meant to say future nuts. Uh, yeah. I'm sure
2: up. you did. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
6: So, yeah. Uh, you, you got me frightened. Now, I was planning on moving to Mars, but... If there's no atmosphere so that all the meteoroids don't become meteorites and burn up, it's sounding awfully dangerous to live on the surface of Mars. Well, Uh. there's a lot more of
2: them.
4: Yeah, no,
0: Mars for the next generation is like the pioneers, you know. It's kind of like going out to the frontier just because you hope things are better there, you know, or even if you just can't help yourself.
2: they got dangerous (laughs) neighbors, too. I mean, they got us on one side. That's pretty dangerous in and of itself. On Mm -hmm. the other side is the asteroid belt. Where there's mm. lots of asteroids. Yeah,
0: it's dangerous. You really yeah. have to be a Martian spirit to want to go there. Yeah.
2: You so to, are, are they, to they to planning on living in the lava
6: tubes? Yeah, Is yeah, it that's about, it. Yeah.
2: The lava tubes, that's the answer. Yeah. Underground, you can become a Morlock. <laughs> <laughs> Underground, you get used to uh, cave living. But then again, you know, our species spent many centuries in caves. We're no stranger to such environments. And they'll be nicer <laughs> oh, yeah. today. They'll be much nicer today. Uh, and we'll have virtual reality, and we'll have better drugs, too.
6: Well, it's not like uh, you want to sit outside and see the pretty trees in the streams. No, no. Well, I'm, not
0: for I'm a kidding. few billion years. We have to get there and start cultivating.
2: Yeah, we might have some nice domes with trees in them. And, and, Over time, yeah. But yeah. I mean, seriously, you have
6: not answered my point. I'm really a little you nervous about the way You said you're afraid to move
0: to Mars. Well,
2: they're not hitting every day. I mean,
6: it, yeah, you know, no, wasn't yeah. that a Aren't cute they?
0: sound? Well, I think it's like you'd want to go there to be a band. Bloop.
6: <laughs> you'd want I was right. Yeah, I was right to begin with. You are psycho nuts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but think of the gravity is so much less there. You'd weigh practically nothing.
0: Yeah, and I don't oh. think we're psychonuts, maybe yeah. nuts. I think that was a good description. Yeah. Yeah. Or
6: yeah. astral nuts even.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
6: it's it right, it so you know, I i just wanted you to you know, I just
2: want you to solve that problem. I'm a little worried about the meteoroids. Well keep in mind, you know, as Elon said, it, it's a fixer upper planet.
0: Bring an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. The gravity's not as bad there. Yeah, and <laughs> you're
2: more likely to get killed by you know something going wrong with your spacesuit than
0: yeah. You being would an probably have to run as fast as you possibly could to try to get hit if there was a meteoroid coming down on you on your head. It would probably miss you more likely than hit you.
6: All right, son, I feel better. Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll always nice make job. us feel better. Really, but would you go there, <laughs> uh, Billy? Would you really want to go to Mars? I mean, seriously. <laughs> No, but I'll tell you what I would do. Uh, Yeah.
6: If an alien spaceship landed in front of me and said, hey, want to go see our town? I would absolutely do that.
0: Okay, well, that can happen.
6: I'm hoping. Yeah.
0: Keep your eyes peeled. I know a lot of people who are calling them in and maybe you know, so having success. And yeah. Seeing yeah I've been
6: I, I've been trying all my life. And, you know, some people want Jesus to come back, but in my lifetime, I want the
2: aliens. <laughs> hmm. Well, yes. Let's hope they're the good ones. Now, th- th- there's others that have uh, cookbooks called To Serve Man, so you'll be careful. I love that. Yeah. My favorite episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Billy. <laughs> good humor. Time Bye, to guys. go to our break. Bye.
6: Bye-bye as a Twilight Zone reference.
2: Right, we have uh, yeah. Billy in the studio Bill here. Graf, he Craft, Jesus, Max to grind on that on Mars. Yeah, Billy. I'm, so I'm
7: sitting in the other room. Yeah, listening to your shows, I always do. Yeah, and Billy comes on. Billy yeah. Sunshine comes sure. on. Yeah, and he starts having an intelligent conversation with Bobby. Except that it, it began to tank somewhere halfway through the conversation, where I where I was now wondering what I was listening to.
2: <laughs> 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 what? what? Where did it lose its Talking intelligence? About well, from, well, first of all, safety
0: from meteoroids on Mars. Yeah, well, he was worried about meteors about on Mars. Yeah. No, I,
7: I, yeah. I get it, but I think Sun was probably right when she said that the odds of anybody being hit directly by the meteorite—if you step one foot to the left, you're probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but the whole idea that people are going to go to Mars yeah. and plan to stay. Yeah. For any length of time.
2: In a place with no
7: atmosphere, relatively? No true. atmosphere, yeah. no outhouse, you no. Know, kind of so you know. really,
0: I think you're talking about the econo seats, like the camping people. Now, for sure, nobody's going to want to go camp on Mars. No, yeah. But, but if you kind of use Star Trek as the prophetic <laughs> vehicle it is, you're going to go to Mars on your own luxury liner, yeah. and you'll have a room oh, on board. Oh, no, wait,
7: wait, wait. In order to do this, I have to become Elon Musk. Well, no, no,
0: no. Elon wants to bring a whole community. He he's estimating we need about a million people on Mars to be sustainable.
7: A we, million people. Look, look, can I just point something out? We we've yeah. only gone to Mars a couple of times as a civilization that you know and some other Yeah. yeah, mem- That's true. That's okay, true. yeah. That's and we've true. already polluted Mars. Well, we've haven't there. There's already space junk yeah, flying yeah, around. A little and bit, not much and but stuff compared left to here. on the planet. You right. know, so that nobody's we, ever gonna use should, again. Should about humans
0: that? be banned from space travel because the first ones went and left some trash they are going to throw
7: it away anywhere there?
0: Well,
7: I yeah, guess what exactly I'm saying is we've dump. left trash on the moon. We've left yeah. trash all around I, our I, own planet there's, there's, to the point now where there's an entire space agency that follows the
2: junk
4: mm-hmm. yeah. so we
2: don't hit it and run into well, it. Well, we're starting to deal with that, though. Uh, Steve Wozniak started a company called Privateer to help clean up the space junk. You know, th- th- there's and, you know, the movie The Martian, just
0: we, thinking of the kind of junk yeah. we left on the moon, besides the cool rover for somebody who wants to go up there and, like, ride around, I assume you're talking about the excrement packs, right? That kind of thing well, on the moon. Well, y- you know, just, just the... Let the me garden. just finish my point, is that, you remember The Martian, uh, the movie?
7: Yeah,
2: he like, yeah, used it to it. grow potatoes. Yeah, that stuff yeah. up there, okay? Need, need it's it to not grow potatoes. Junk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's> just... <laughs> <laughs> Matter just changes form and, you know, we're getting it's better It's all it.
0: inputs and outputs. It's yeah. not trash until you think you don't need it. As soon as you can figure out a well, use uh, for so it, So that
7: explains the large garbage patch mining. in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, right? It's, it's not really garbage because we might need it for something later.
0: Like well, now you're talking about a failure Earth. of the group mind because you've got a whole bunch of people throwing their old <laughs> sandals in the ocean. And then it floating to the middle of the ocean. But
2: the people but going to Mars are, are, are of better class. They don't throw stuff out the window they, they come out. No, no, what are you throw throw basing that away. statement yeah. on? But like Australia, look at how Australia was founded. Yeah, Australia
7: was founded by all the people that the United Kingdom didn't want anymore. They sent them. To Australia to... to I think everybody in Great Britain thought they were going to eventually die because it's so inhospitable, and then look what they turned it into. Sydney's beautiful. So so criminals So they made made a good
2: country. So maybe we should send our criminals to Mars and make a better planet.
0: Make a better planet. Sure. They'll be motivated.
2: Bobby, help me out here.
3: <laughs> you know, like Putin's yeah, sending no. all the criminals to, uh, yeah. to the Ukraine right now. Yeah,
2: the Ukraine. They're kicking Ukraine. their butt, man.
0: Yeah, is that why we've got all this torture going on? See, I can see, I can see
7: that sitting down here and turning the microphone on might have not been such a smart move. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, uh, I'm the three yeah. of you are, are outgunning yeah. me and making sense and it's kind of scary. Oh, oh, well,
0: our goal is to raise the caliber of our conversations. So to that- what? Well,
7: uh, the average KSL well, conversation?
2: Look, <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> it's just so people feel like they have new options that they didn't consider yes, before. Yes. Yeah,
2: and don't you agree that we should be a multi-planetary species? Don't you think that's a, a valid goal to can, can we Look, can we yeah. can we start by just going
7: to the moon and mining that to death before we ruin other planets. It's well We, dead. Are. That's, we that's don't have well to any
0: mining to mine helium to death. three on its way. Like the space rocks yeah. we took back already. We have mined the moon to death. It was dead when we got there. It'll be dead when we leave.
7: Yeah. Well, we well, don't know. You know, there yeah. might be a whole civilization under, living under, under the you know the, yeah, the tubes be, yes. under maybe. the planet. Maybe Maybe, yeah, maybe they're sure. fooling us. Maybe that's where all the aliens are on the other side of the planet we never see. On the other dee side dee of the dee moon, we never see.
4: Well, the
2: South Pole is becoming a very popular place to go for some reason. By the way, yeah, yeah. there is a there, great. I'm on, I'm just, on.
7: just to completely yeah. change the subject for a yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a great documentary. I think it's, uh, I'm not mistaken, but I think it's on Netflix. Uh-huh. And it's all about the very unusual people that go to Antarctica to work and live. This is the most. What's it in- called?
0: I like to watch that.
7: I think it's called. Mm. Antarctica, the, the movie,
0: frozen, the frozen, yeah, the, the and s- the de- it's desert it's wild,
7: man, <laughs> because they yeah. go down there and it's the coldest place on Earth. The winter time, you can't go outside for any reason because it's too cold and inhospitable. Yeah, it's a good place
0: what? to practice for Mars. For yeah, sure. it is. It, and there's so a whole group of people
7: yeah. who actually hang out in Antarctica all year long.
2: They like it. Yeah. They way. like it.
0: You know, a very yeah, smart I, person wants to join our conversation uh, here.
2: Uh, is it the Colonel?
0: No, it's Nordic Dave.
2: Uh, Nordic, oh, he's Dave. kind of smart.
0: Yeah, kind he's of kind smart, of smart. Though. Okay, okay. Yeah. there you go. I think you're smart. Hi, Nordic. How are you? Oh, well, good. are good.
8: Well, maybe I'll demonstrate to the otherwise in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
7: Sorry. Well, yeah. I've already done that. <laughs> so feel up. free. Yeah. How are you going to elevate this conversation here? <laughs> Well, Billy, I
8: love you. Paving a path for me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
7: you know, it wasn't much. It was. There's a lot of potholes in the path I paved. Okay.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys got any liability Watch insurance? Watch
4: your step. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what kind of insurance? Liability. Insurance. Liability. Oh. Yeah. No, this is liability. Yeah, are yeah, tripping Billy's potholes,
8: right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did I hear you say earlier that Mars is a rhino planet. That a it was Right record. on the outside red on the outside and blue in the middle? You did! <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: quite. Thanks for the translation. Good catch.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a new stock political station and you got to get in there somewhere.
0: That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, You can only imagine what Martian politics will be like. No. It be, it's got to be better than our politics. Yeah. You ever watch yeah. The Expanse?
8: Well, yeah. so the Green Party would make sense, maybe, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's see.
7: And the yeah. Brown Party, too. I was just about to say yeah. the Brown Party. <laughs> you took the Words right out of my mouth. I was thinking about how to say that nicely. Yeah, it's the brown party. Remember the potatoes uh, on the Martian? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There that we was go. Time. It's the brown party. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys, uh, it's, it's fun how Musk likes to have fun with people, right? Yeah. yeah. you guys
8: remember, was there like a year, maybe two years ago, where he floated the idea of like, I want to recruit people on a one-way trip to Mars. We yes. Can't, we can get there, but we can't get back.
4: And he had this
7: huge waiting list of people. I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Explorers. Can you imagine if you only had six months to live? You'd be, be like, well, what it the hell? takes six
7: months to get there.
8: That's what yeah. I'm
0: saying. Mm.
8: Well, <laughs> I, I always wonder what the next trip would look like. Is like the Donner Party. There's nothing but bones left. I mean, yeah. You
0: know. ooh. it'd be rough. Wow, it'd be
4: really rough. Weird.
2: But you see, he's trying to he's trying to hedge a bet on that. He's he's building a, like a, a new spaceship every three months. And the idea is that you launch them regularly, so that, so it's like a constant. Uh, Speaking of launching yeah. things that didn't go so well, did yeah. you read that some of the Starlink satellites are gone? Well, I know some. F- no. um, There's a solar flare earlier yeah, this summer. Yeah, it fried them all. Well, it a was a, It them. was bad timing. It was
7: bad that they were they well, were in low look, Earth orbit. Look, perhaps we should think this through a little bit. If if a little solar flare is going to take out a bunch of the satellites we're all depending on for internet and.
2: Antarctica. It was a fluke, man. It was a fluke. It, uh, there was a solar flare just at the wrong time. Because you know, the solar flare causes the Earth's atmosphere to expand. And and it mm. hit the satellites and caused them to, to crash.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like they, they, the Earth is a big battery and it... <laughs> Overcharged, yeah, it, it exploded expanded, the things and- oh, you that were like, close you, you to it. You mean like
7: the batteries in Moss Landing? Oh, yeah. Well, that <laughs> exactly. was a good idea at the time. Yeah, that's a bad idea <laughs> all the way around. That's not, <laughs> That thing. Those things have caught on fire so many times. Well, I don't know. Uh, Bill, who thought three that times. one. You know what? Three the times. Thing about us, three times yeah. in what? Four years. Us smart yeah.
0: monkeys, when it comes to batteries, our ability to eat is bigger than our ability to. Let it No, Sorry, well, yeah, <laughs> I kind of know what you're trying to say. Metaphor there. There. <laughs> yeah, but, hey, uh, our eyes are bigger than our stomach. Go,
7: yeah, it's not going well. Let me just put it that way. Well, battery. Hey, Billy, do you think on Friday, you think Friday, boring Jeff's gonna have some fun with this battery fire? Oh, oh, it's <laughs> gonna,
2: it's gonna <laughs> yeah,
7: be an unmitigated <laughs> field day.
2: What well, is he an anti battery? Oh,
7: well, he, first of all, he doesn't think that we're ready for electric cars because. Uh, I think he's right. We're not. Obviously, the infrastructure, the electrical infrastructure in the state of California right now can't handle the fact that if more than 10,000 people plug in their cars at night, the grid goes away.
0: Well, this is just more propaganda because you know what they really want. It's not propaganda. It's true. No, what the electric car people really want is for us to be more like China and have everyone ride bicycles.
7: Yeah. or electric bicycles. And by the way, I saw a guy going down the street <laughs> yesterday. It blew me yeah. away. I'm, I walk out of the radio station I'm, yeah. and I've been, granted, I've been looking at a computer screen for like nine hours. Yeah. And I walked outside and this guy came, first of all, there made no noise, right? Yeah, they're, they're quiet. He, but but yeah. it comes by me at like, seriously, 30 miles an hour and he's not pedaling. And I, right. I didn't immediately occur to me that it was one of those electric bikes.
4: Scooter. And so,
7: <laughs> I thought, wow, either suddenly there's a, a large hill ab- above us, which didn't exist before, or that guy's been pedaling really fast and decided to take a rest, then I remembered, no, it's got to be an electric bike. Right. <laughs> there you go. Your right.
0: wheels are turning faster now. I know, faster yeah. and faster.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I well, know. the thing is, is that, yeah, I, I know what you mean, that the too many electric cars would crash the grid because the grid is, not, All at once. is kind of... Look, a, they're, they're telling us, that, I don't know about you guys, but this past weekend, yeah, right,
7: We had power off for like I don't know it was eight nine hours it was off a long time enough so almost ran out of gas in the generator which is sort of weird because you know now we're burning gas at six dollars a gallon in the generator when we're already paying the equivalent to get PG&E to the house and PG&E doesn't work.
0: What PG&E is really good at is how to spend money and not do anything for it. Like She's government. is just taking
7: me on now. Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: it's time to go to a break, everybody. We'll be we'll be back. All right. Hope you have fun, guys. All right, thanks. thanks.
1: Bye. Bye. I need
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, we were talking about batteries here, <laughs> given the big battery fire. Well, do you really think, Billy, that batteries are a bad idea? No, I think batteries are actually a very good idea.
7: I what I don't understand is, look, we got the smartest people on the planet Earth working on batteries in every level. I mean, they're they're trying to create energy cells out of things that yeah, I've never even heard of. Before.
2: Yeah, even common materials. You know, yeah, like aluminum and aluminum sulfur and, and, and all
7: all kinds of yeah. stuff. The only problem I have with batteries is when they blow up. Yeah, when they. <laughs> When no, they catch on fire, problem. close down highway 1. I mean the Tesla look yeah. the, look, you got to give Elon Musk a pile of credit. He's come up with a really great idea, and he's put it into practice and it, it and you know there's a bunch of Teslas running down the road. Yeah. The only problem with the Tesla is if the battery has a problem, it takes a huge amount of water to stop the fire, and they really don't they don't. Well, React the same way well, that I think like, you
2: need a different kind of chemical from
0: electrical. I thought the electrical test- fire. well, no, what happens yeah. is the
7: battery fuses and then it stays hot, they can't put it out because the
3: the heat overwhelms the cooling effect of the water. Oh. That's what happens. Uh-huh. And you know, if you ever take lithium and you just drop it in water, it ignites, yeah, sure, you know, yeah, it, 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 it creates a water. fire, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's but, but not you good. need the water to cool it off and not have it touch the lithium, but when it's and open, and open, yeah, then then it's a big problem. Yeah, yeah he makes fire. a very
7: good point here. It's sort yeah. of like what happened in Fukushima. Once the reactor got a little crack in the
2: oops, in the, in the, in the now now down. you got a real problem. It's a whole new bug Yeah, you yeah. how to deal with it. You know yeah. who's, on the, uh, who's uh, on the
0: line? Let's say hello to Mark in Watsonville. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark.
2: Hey, Mark. Welcome to the conversation. Yeah, talking about talking about Moss Landing. Yeah. Um,
8: it, you know they had an inch and three quarters rain there on Sunday and I wonder if it had any coincidence or not. But, you know, it, it's quite a serious thing. I have a, I, I have a friend that lives there at Moss Lane and the sheriff's going up and down the road telling them to shelter in place, yeah. stay in their homes, don't That's come true. out. Don't and don't and,
0: breathe the air. They said, like, turn off yeah, your mean, venting. Yeah, I mean, it's oh
2: yeah, turn off, scary. turn off your HVAC and yeah, everything. Yeah, that's interesting right. about the water some and the metal rain. Metal pollution air. It wasn't the heat the week before that did it. It was, but it was more seems to be timed with the rain. It could yeah, have been a bad so, roof, leaking yeah. roof. You yeah. never know. Yeah, that's interesting. Some, that's a good leaks. point, Mark. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah.
8: yeah. Yeah, and and it and it's pretty serious. And again, you know, I work in castorville and live over here and trying
7: to get back and forth is just just insane well our susan um, our susan simon one of our board ops tried to get here she lives uh, out on the other side of the, the
4: you battery? know the,
7: the no <laughs> the side, right. the well yeah <laughs> you know she lives on the other side of the lagoon oh yeah yeah and she had a hell of a time getting to work over an hour it took her wow
8: mm-hmm. yeah i left early because i think around five o'clock it's all hell's gonna break loose and everyone's I'm, I'm stuck here on Murphy's Crossing and trying to get into
0: Washingtonville. <laughs> oh, and, so people are uh, evacuating, uh, huh? So Do this you think started, it's going to be a major...
2: I'm just saying, look at the timing of this. When did it start at 1.30 in the morning last night and it's still going? And it's uh, Well, three, like I said, it takes, for, 30 it takes forever
7: to put a fire like that out. You know, once they get huh. lit and get burning, Boy, it's... Boy,
0: you know, this could huh. really kill Gavin Newsom's ability to win the next election because he's so gung-ho electrical.
8: Yeah. The Highway Patrol has no estimate of, of reopening. Yeah, I mean, and they're, they're saying they're no idea when the, uh, Highway One's going to reopen.
0: Well, um, why
2: did they close Highway One? Is that the fumes going across the highway? No, they're yeah. well, the fumes,
7: well, and no, also, they're, but, they're, they're, but they're also afraid that if it really gets out of control and turns into a really big, huge, smoky mess, fire. Yeah, that they don't want to put people in harm's way trying to drive through it.
0: Hmm. I see. So yeah, one just thing, one thing you could do is call
8: Boring Jeff. He lives right behind it.
2: <laughs> yes, if he's still hanging in <laughs> there, and turn wants off his
8: ventilator. To know
0: what boring Jeff has to say about this. Maybe we <laughs> should. I'm
7: sure Boring Jeff's going to have a, a boatload of stuff to say on Friday. Yeah,
2: he's right there. right?
7: <laughs> oh yeah, he's, you know, well, he's he, down Dolan Road. Right behind it. Yeah. Oh, dear. So if you see a
8: Lamborghini coming
7: down. <laughs> <the>
0: You know he's evacuating. He
7: he's just evacuating. got his Maserati problem figured out, you know. <laughs> really?
0: yeah. Just in time. <laughs> just in time. And <laughs> now he needs to go somewhere. And it was a
7: battery problem with it.
0: <laughs> oh boy.
7: Oh boy. He locked his trunk. He couldn't get to the battery to recharge it. Turns I out tried. it was the key. His key. Those cars have a really intricate anti theft thing. Well <laughs> <So, laughs> so a hundred thousand dollar car. So so the electrical. key the key broke. And it locked down, it it engaged the security system, which locked the trunk. He couldn't get to the battery, locked all the doors, locked everything.
4: (laughs) When he finally figured it it out, when they finally figured it
7: out, you know, he went, oh, I I feel so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It was pilot error.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, well, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. thanks,
7: Mark. Thank you. You you know, Mark brings up an interesting point, though, you know, the fact that it does, you, you know, that's a state highway.
4: Yeah.
7: yeah. We call it Highway One. and We sort of think of it as a two lane road that goes through Moss Landing, but it's yeah. a state highway. Right. And, you know, they have certain protocol they've got to follow. They can't put people in danger. Yeah. They, you know, they don't let people drive through a fire along I 5 or anything like that anymore either, you know.
4: Right.
2: Well, there's right. a lot of smoke there. There's, there's a lot of restaurants down there. On the, on the, oh, there's the all. And, and the, look at,
7: think of all yeah. the people that have boats. Boats, across right? The, they, across the street. They, they, My dad had a boat for. 20 years down there. Kimbari, the r- yeah, Marine Lab. Yeah, Phil's Fish Market and all the other restaurants down there and rest oh of I mean, man. it's, you know, yeah. You've got
2: some all in our calling
0: area. need to escape.
7: And, you know, yeah. people forget that the Marine Lab's there. Yes, yeah. I've right. been there. And, and the estuary. You can imagine if any pollution gets in the estuary, that's going to be, if you think the Coastal Commission's got issues with stuff now,
4: Uh-oh. wait till
2: that happens. Yeah. <laughs> That'll give them something to think about.
7: Uh, oh, that'll be an occupational hazard for quite a while. Oh,
2: man, yeah.
7: And P- well, just another lawsuit that PG&E will have to deal
2: with. <laughs> yeah, go bankrupt <laughs> again. <laughs> so who we you got on the line?
0: Oh, we have Steve in Monterey. Hi, Steve. Giving us a Steve. report. What's up?
1: Hey, how you doing? Thanks, guys. Go. Yeah, yeah. welcome to um, the day. Well, I heard you talking about electric cars and Gavin Newsom, and I just wanted to point out that when PG&E, which is one of the biggest corporations on Earth, owned mostly by the Rothschilds for most of its history, mm-hmm. foreign company. They seem to own him. No matter what they do, burning down the state one year, and what does he do to PG&E to punish them? He gives them extra big contracts. So, you know, no one's even researched electricity as the next big thing properly because there's more things that should be involved with hydrogen, for example. Now, electricity produces heat. It produces heat. Even the wires that carry it are emitting heat. So, That's actually one you know, of the reasons why
7: they, they set up the whole system in the first place the way they did, trucking the wires out in the it dissipates heat when you're transmitting exactly. that much electricity on a wire.
2: Yeah, but don't you think our civilization is pretty uh, invested in electricity as a, as a motive form of force? I mean-
1: well, I think the sun is the answer. It's the most powerful energy force in our world. Yeah. And if it could properly be manufactured with panels, minus the electric cords that go everywhere, and have it with your own battery in your own house and be off the grid, my God. PG need to be out of a job and we'd have a much better world, wouldn't yeah,
2: we? So, a so decentralized power system
0: yeah, may the future here. Yeah, decentralization and self-maintenance. Well, so that you're in charge of your own power. Problem, yeah. And yeah. everybody is wanna, literate I, in how to deal with it.
1: Yeah, I want to also say... If Gavin Newsom is owned by pg and mm-hmm. I have another argument. Him and Panetta and Pelosi and Obama and Biden and all these people, all these socialists in the wings waiting to become a politician, they're taking us away from America. And they're taking us down the road of world orderism. And it's really cold and heartless, the world that he's planning. So I hope Gavin Newsom loses whatever he does. And Panetta, I hope Panetta, Jimmy Panetta loses his spot. Mm-hmm. This November, and uh, Monterey cleans up its politics because Monterey's got terrible politics because of the Panettis, for example. I think
7: both sides of the poli- – if you're going to just Thank say you. it like it is, both it's sides of politics. the political spectrum need to be cleaned up. Yeah. That's not, true. Uh, I don't I don't politics think we can blame it all on one side.
0: I think it with right Yeah,
2: it's pretty strange. Yeah. The whole system is – maybe it's time for an upgrade. Anyway,
0: I, uh, we have one more caller. Just enough time. Can I yeah, bring, okay, him go in? Ahead, bring him in? Thanks, yeah. Steve. And here we yeah. have Flinks and Aptos. Here we go.
9: Hi, hey, I, I guess I'll uh, piggyback that a little bit because it, the money, the government works for us. We're the people. We're the people. The government works for us. So all the people voted for something. And when that something doesn't work, like let's say everyone votes for Trump and that didn't work. So now everyone votes for Biden. That doesn't work. They're our employees. They don't tell us what to do. We tell them what to do. And I think that really has to be more clear. Cause people think, oh, the government takes care of us. I love my president. I love the queen. I love, they don't take care of you. They don't take care of you. You take care of yourself. Now there's people that can't take care of themselves. And then that's when the community can get together. The people, not the government, the people get together. The people get together for a virus, not the government. Government should not get involved with that. I believe in the people. I believe in Billy sunshine. I believe in these people that I disagree with politically. I would trust Billy Sunshine a lot farther than I would trust Frank Gore, Al Gore, Frank Gore, <laughs> yeah. Al Gore. I would trust. You know what I mean? The people that I you did. know, Actually, you're going to exactly trust them more, more than he's making and that's, a very that's good That's what point. I think. I think it's a, a. if you could do it in a small community like us. All of us together, we wouldn't make decisions that would hurt other people in our. Community, the small towns, like a small town. You take a small town and see how. They flourish together. Yeah. That's all it is, I think. We do. You know? I
0: think it's just a time of kind of taking back the conversation. Yeah. because. And it's the, not the first time
9: yeah. we
7: found ourselves in I don't this know how Billy situation. Feels, I don't know
9: how Billy feels about that. What do you think, Billy? Do you think that it's it should be the people that decide Absol- and not the Absolutely. government? I've Absolutely.
7: Said, I've said that these people thanks, are thanks. our employees every time <laughs> I get on the radio. They are our em- <laughs> yeah. We've sent them there. We pay their salaries. They should do what we want them to. Yeah. How are they going to know what we want?
2: Well, well, That's now, why the they have these offices.
7: Is, There's an office in Santa Cruz for Panetta. There's one in Salinas. There's one in Monterey. You're oh, supposed to go down there and tell them what tell you them want.
2: Them okay, them
7: right. That's what we got to do then.
2: Well,
0: yeah. and also we might ask them what they know because sometimes the people who have been focusing yeah. on a problem have information that's
2: not hearing. Right. Well,
0: same, so same We really need a, a forum where yeah. we yeah. all come together.
2: Okay, last few minutes. I think we should look at solutions here, too, rather than just a uh, uh, bitch about what is, uh, about PG&E and stuff. Uh, there are things that we can do. Last week we talked about a new submerged wave energy generator that has 99% uptime with no maintenance for 10 months worked right off the coast no of san diego for 10 months and, and that unbelievable yeah and, and there's we, one in australia too that i've seen can
7: 80. they make a car for me that i don't have to do anything for 10 months that'd be great <laughs> well they the could.
0: problem is that after you submerge it in the ocean you have to like well you
7: know. my dad has a friend who works at moss landing by the way he be, yeah. re- rebuilds boats gene the boat builder and right, gene, yeah. gene told my dad a long time ago many years ago he said peter the ocean is a giant
2: corrosive cesspool.
4: That's right. That's and, the problem.
2: And it always wins. <laughs> well, it does, but material science has evolved a lot. We have materials that can handle that kind of corrosion now. Things yeah. have been built. I mean, submarines are, are built to, to handle that sort of thing. All, all kinds of materials that are possible. We used to have a wave generator over 100 years ago in Santa Cruz, but it had those problems where it was corroding. gets corroded. But the idea is sound. They have a blowhole. There's a whole, a whole yeah, type of wave a generator based on harnessing the energy of a blowhole. Which is uh, pushing a piston up and down. You can manufacture a blowhole. There are no
0: (laughs) exposed.
2: Mobile blowholes.
3: (laughs) This this
0: technology has nothing exposed to the ocean life that moves. All of the movement is inside the chamber once the ocean moves. Once the right. pressure is ab- absorbed, right. from yeah, that's the
2: ocean. The, uh, the San Diego wave generator from CalWave.
0: CalWave and CalWave says yeah. that they could also, this technology could become a local seawall so that it can be no moving parts. And just like the jacks we have out at the harbor that uh-huh. are just a seawall, this could be managed blowholes to generate electricity.
7: No biofouling,
0: no biofouling, right? I, I, it's just,
7: you know, I, I when I was in Hawaii, I interviewed a guy. From the Ocean Thermal Energy Conversion Project, OTEC. Yeah. Uh, Bob Hoshidi was his name, and he was a really neat guy. But they kept saying the, the big problem was biofouling. They couldn't get the critters to not grow inside the tubes.
2: Yeah, they loved it. You know how
7: they solved it? How's that? Ping pong balls. Really? But they not
0: like didn't the sound? Balls?
7: No, they, the ping pong ball would bounce off the thing and knock the biofouling oh, off
0: wow. every time that
7: <laughs> went through. It was really cool <laughs> when they That's figured it out awesome. <laughs> balls. I love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> Hilarious. right, we've got we're another call. We got, got, got some Did you want to There's one article in this context you should bring up which is the cooling of the poles.
2: Oh, the well that that is like um that's a big project. Yeah, it's that's a big project, That's but a big it's in air, air conditioner. the Doctor Future it kinda, leaks today. Kind of something for that guy that's on Saturday morning at 8, you know. Uh, oh, yes. Dana, Dana, Dane Dana, yeah. Dana Wickington. It's a Dana Wickington level story. But hey, let's take her color first. Right,
0: All right. We've got Jane Ooh. from San Lorenzo Valley. Hi, yeah. Jan. Hi there. How are you guys doing?
10: Good. We're having fun.
3: Welcome, Jen.
10: Uh, I just I just wanted to interject uh something I've been thinking about here lately. Sure. You know when the I remember when television just came about and uh, Really? Wow. Yeah, my dad was actually putting one together in the garage and and uh,
2: Really? Heathkit or something.
10: <laughs> it, it, yeah. yeah. And I thought, "Gee, television, this is going to be such an educational tool, and as I got older, I thought.
2: <laughs> yeah, like mini computers, microcomputers.
10: <laughs> exactly,
2: yeah. exactly. Now with yeah. the
10: high tech, you know, I keep thinking, oh, there's so much potential here. Yeah. But the people who are in control are like the television. No, we can't use it for good. We have to dumb down the people and 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 show them evil stuff. And use it for awesome. evil.
0: Well, oh. Jan, what if that's not intentional? What if that's just the <laughs> feedback loop because so many more people have access to it?
2: And and it's really well, not I coming
0: don't. from the leadership. And remember it's the, coming uh, from yeah. the com- combination of everybody.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of smart people, but at the same time the average IQ is hundred and half the people are below that. You know, yeah. so there's there's a certain catering <laughs> there's a lot, to the mass
0: yeah. it. There's yeah, so but, but the there's idea of the
2: people. internet is that it's decentralized and allows I think leadership
0: yeah. is harder than it's ever been because you have so yeah. much diversity that has to be managed. And you know, politicians have all been guilty of just being liars because they only had to please the people that were speaking up, but now they have to please everybody, so there's just nothing left in their integrity. Well, uh, the people in control,
10: they've, they've got a so Stressed out. That I was thinking the other day. How do you fight stress? You de-stress. Right. So right. Instead of projecting all this stress, we need to start projecting kindness and good, and looking at each other in the face and smile. And you see if somebody needs help, help them. If somebody needs to cut into the lane and get to where they're going, help. You know, mm-hmm. do that a few times. Let a few people in. And. Hey, it comes back to you, you know? I'm with you.
0: Thank you for calling in Thank and saying you. that. She yeah. makes
7: a very valid point, by the way. You know, when you get all stressed out about letting somebody in on the freeway, and instead, you get, they're all going to have to get in on the freeway anyway. Mm-hmm. And Richard Luther pointed out something to me that I've always remembered. He said, you know, you can leave at the same time. And the guy that jackrabbits in and out of the lanes and does all that, when you get to where you're going to get off the freeway, he's always one car ahead of you. <laughs> he never gets very far ahead.
0: <laughs> and look how stressed out he was. Yeah, he's all
7: stressed yeah. out trying to get there first. And what the hell? Just drive along in a slow lane. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Absolutely. It, it doesn't hurt to be kind. No, it helps a lot. makes a lot less
2: stress on you, too.
0: All right. Thanks, that. Jan. I'm yeah. Thank going to keep going. Thank you, Jan. We got Wendy. Yeah.
2: I remember, be kind. I'm Wendy. Rewind. And
0: Ben Lomond Talking about black diamonds, yeah. huh? Well,
5: I I just heard the very end of your story and I tried to look it up and I couldn't find what you what it was. And, oh, you
0: need to go to doctor dot com slash links slash links and then you'll see the article.
5: Cool. Okay. Mm. I was wondering if I could bring up uh, the difference between a zircon and a di- and a black diamond because, I know you can find the even the, and there, there's all this witcher imitation it's just even and the more you study the more crazy it seems you know who's certifying what who's certifying this but zircon it seems really cool and I wonder industrially if those are being used I guess they're a slight yes, they bit, are. yeah they're a slight bit softer they because they're they're ancient To you get the real zircons they're only in Pangaea huh. it's a decayed diamond
4: wow. Huh?
5: Wow. Yeah. so I mean, These things mm. are really cool. And they do have this, like, wise feel to them. That a diamond's like, hi, 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 hi. And, and you know, it's like the tempest, you know.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> They're the laid-back diamonds, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: They're the chill
7: diamonds.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the whole gem thing is so great. And so much to go into for young people. Because it's crazy. They're still, like, working on pirate-like terminology and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it Pigeon Blood Red because, well... They'll think we're carrying pigeons. <laughs> 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 it's that bad. An uh, emerald cut is not an emerald, and but oh, but.
0: <laughs> well, poetry, it's you know, language there. is a living. <laughs> Language is a living thing. When new people discover old things... It's, it's
7: fascinating to see what new words they've put in the dictionary in the last two years. It just blows your mind when you read oh. the list. It <laughs> really was, is strange. I was
5: thinking that with Jan saying, well, these people need to smile to each other. And I'm like, you'd have to tell them. It's like using an emoticon.
0: <laughs> Speak their language if you want to get through. <laughs> Sometimes you have to. That's funny. <laughs> They're
2: yeah. not all
5: into art.
0: <laughs> well,
2: yeah, it would be cool. We have these heads-up displays on the on the cars these days. They could display uh, happy faces or and <laughs> thumbs up and, yeah, things like that.
5: I, I don't want to think about the other ones. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, I
0: think as a as a planet, maybe we could decide that fear is overrated and obsolete. And that we are looking to create a cultural revolution based on coherence and people doing what they want to do together. Just like raise the vibe so goodwill is leading instead of fear and separation. It's a
5: great idea. And it's not that you don't have fear. It's just you hope that someone out there knows what they're doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, have appropriate fear, but not this constant elevated level so that someone can make a buck. Yeah. yeah.
2: But, you know, yeah. What, what's hard for me is that, you know, I, I'm generally like that. I'm usually a kind person, but if somebody, I accidentally cut somebody off and they give me the finger and things get nasty, I don't like that very much. Well, none of us like that. No, no. And it's we all the make mistakes nature.
7: every so often, yeah. right? I think that's the problem with yeah. us. We have built-in human nature. There's some things we're like hardwired to react to you know Oh
0: sure and if we don't realize or even if we do realize we're the ones at fault there's nothing that feels as good as some well-placed defensiveness
5: well i'm also noticing one thing you're talking about i don't think one of your rudeness examples has not been involving a car
4: (laughs) (laughs) or
7: a bicycle yeah
5: because the absolute stress the people go through every mile they drive I mean, I had to be a very, very young commuter at a very young age, and I drove far too much, so now I know better. Yeah. But it is a horrible, scary thing that you're doing at every given time, and the more assists, the more computers are going to take over, the more like that old, oh, 1978 Cutlass I had, oh, in, in the 80s, and yeah. it had that cruise control, oh, oh my gosh.
2: That, that was you fresh,
5: yeah. Yeah, that was so new and and. We need more and more of that that will take over for you. but Ease. not. Ease.
2: Ease instead of crisis. So are you for, yes. are you for the uh, full auto drive like in the new Teslas?
5: Um, I think it should be able to, but you should never use it. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Knight, Rider, oh, wow.
0: Knight Rider always kept his hands on the wheel, you know? Oh. Uh, what if yeah. it only took over when it thought you were having an accident?
2: Or when you were texting. Well,
0: that's it. Yeah,
5: well, you, you, you know, know, know Night K- Rider fell asleep and it took over.
7: <laughs>
5: yeah, <laughs> you got to remember the seventies, man. Yeah. Yeah, Night Rider.
7: Yeah, Michael yeah. Knight took a nap and <laughs> Kit, yeah. Kit drove.
5: I think that was in the, that was in the first episode, actually. Always...
7: Jeez, Head of its The things, things we remember.
5: Oh you know? well, you also get the DVDs, and of course, you know, I have to go back and find the old series. You know, like, yeah. My, my husband had to put my son through every episode of MASH. <laughs>
2: oh, well, that's
0: not exactly torture. I like torture.
2: <laughs> thanks for calling, Wendy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know. Him. That's another fine hour we've just completed here. Uh, yeah, thanks, Billy. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, yeah, thank you, Billy. That was yeah, great. Thank you all for being part of the show. And I uh, hope you survived the fire out there in Mass Landing, One Piece. Uh, and
0: the bad air yeah, that is resulting air, from it. Don't breathe the air. And yes. Just and
2: stop be, breathing for a while. Yeah. Be- and
0: while you're doing that, be kind to each other. Yeah. Actually don't inhale, just exhale.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> another fine show. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Bobby. She's the, the only person alive who ever said us? don't inhale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't exhale.
4: <laughs> yeah. I guess the timing is everything. Right.